Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. Hello, friends. I'm here to begin the show with the flow that keeps you in the know. You're tuned in to the latest edition of Talking with T, where we hit the roof with the truth and the floor with much more of what you need to know to stay engaged, educated, empowered, and of course, entertained. This is Tanisha Baker, and I'm excited as always to bring you the latest in trending news, hot topics, and more. Today is March 12th, and if today is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, politician Mitt Romney, actress Liza Minnelli, and pop singer and famous Jackson brother, Marlon Jackson. As a part of Girl Scout Week, National Girl Scout Day is observed annually on March 12th. Girl Scouting in the U.S. began on this day in 1912, when Juliet Gordon Lowe organized the first Girl Scout troop meeting in Savannah, Georgia. Well, we sprung forward with daylight savings time yesterday as we prepare for the spring season, which officially starts on March 20th. Since we started daylight savings yesterday, that makes today National Napping Day which always falls the day after Daylight Savings and is also National Plant a Flower Day. You never know how an act of kindness will be repaid. For today's happy highlight, I want to share a story about a Waffle House waitress who was kind enough to assist an elderly gentleman by cutting up his food. He had recently had surgery and was struggling and without hesitation, she began to help him out. People noticed and started sharing the news about her good deed. In return, and unexpectedly, she caught the eye of TSU, Tennessee State University, who surprised her with a $16,000 scholarship giving her $4,000 for each semester. She had said that she was working at the Waffle House to save up for college. The next feel-good story is about a 16-year-old boy named Kevin Barber who is helping the homeless with his program called Wheels for Change. After seeing similar programs, he decided to start one in San Diego. Basically, the city's homeless are able to clean local streets in exchange for wages and access to city services. I'm sure this young man has a bright future ahead as he already has a heart for others. The theme this month is March Madness, and each week we will highlight a topic that is just clearly pure and utter madness. And so this week, I'm going to go in on people complaining about teachers getting off for breaks and doing the summer. First of all, as an educator, I can attest that teaching is an exhausting job, and I have Professor Jay on with me. Would you agree? I would indeed. All right. And not only that, a good teacher's day doesn't end when the dismissal bell rings. You know, we have to plan lessons, grade papers, and that can add an additional three or more hours to their day, not to include open house and parent-teacher nights and these other after-school activities or responsibilities. So that part, all of it. That part. And even if we were conservative with the amount of time teachers spend toward their craft, they have more than earned the breaks they get. And, you know, sometimes they'll say, well, they have summers off. Not really. Students have summers off. Teachers, many of them are spending their summers working a second job to make up for the low pay 
or they might be teaching summer school or taking classes so that they can continue their certifications and such. At minimum, we're at home thinking about how we can retool and reboot for the following year, how we can improve on our craft from the previous year, which is a whole piece of work in and of itself. And God forbid we get our roster for the upcoming year in the summer, and we're mm-hmm. looking at each individual child. And for some of us, there are children who whose reputations precede themselves, and we'll leave <laughs> it at that. And we're right. trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to address the needs of this student on day one, which is exhausting. All right. So will we continue to cheer for the occasional snow day? Most definitely. It's insane to me that teachers don't get paid more than they do and are expected to train all other future professionals. So not only do teachers start lower than other professionals, given the number of years they have to complete in college and training, but the more years they put into teaching, the wider the income gap is. So the next time you think about giving a teacher a hard time for wanting some time to rest and renew, think again, and maybe offer a little gratitude instead of an attitude. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back after a little music and this week's tip from Tarika. Hello. This week's tip is make it make sense. When I say make it make sense, let's talk about this uh, dead weight that some people carry. And uh, women, we have a lot of tolerance for men who come to the table with nothing. I'm not talking about men that when you met them, they were all right, you were all right, y'all got together. Uh, you fall down on your luck, he there. He fall down on his luck, you there. I'm not talking about that kind of situation because that, that, that's, that's what it's supposed to be. I'm talking about somebody you meet and they come in with nothing but maybe two or three pair of shoes, if that, and a couple of pair of drawers and a change of clothes. Then you bring them in to your warm house sucking up all your heat and air, uh, uh, popping his toes up on your cover. And he ain't got nothing to contribute, nothing. And he may have a little something, but it ain't worth it. Whatever he got, it ain't helping with no deal. You have to understand that if you were down on your looking, you came with nothing but a pair of drawers and two or three pairs of shoes. And he had his own place and house, children and all that. You think he let you come in there and lay up off of him? Who is doing that? The only people that I see doing a whole lot of that are women. I don't see men doing that. I'm not saying men are not helping women when they're down if they meet somebody, but nine times out of ten, if they meet somebody with nothing, they don't want to have nothing to do with them. Why, why women, why do some women continue to pull dead weight or try to save somebody? Save yourself. Stop dragging your folks over your children and, and, and in your house, laying up, gliding on the pillars and everything, and that's your man. And then five or six years from now, then he then he ain't no good, or or he he find a a, a stream of hope, and then he wants to go out and leave you for somebody else. You just gotta understand, make it make sense. That don't make sense. It don't even sound right. Just understand that it's not about a, a laying next to a woman body. Have some sense. Just make it make sense. This is my tip for the week, and I've been talking with T. 
Put your ears on blast. This will go real fast as we cover our Monday Minute Quick Bits. The movie Black Panther breaks a billion dollars at the box office while a wrinkle in time claims the number two spot. A private helicopter crashed into Manhattan's East River, killing two and injuring others. A nine-year-old Milwaukee girl is dead after accidentally being shot by her brother. Their parents have been arrested on multiple charges. Porn star Stephanie Clifford, better known as Stormy Daniels, is still in the news over her proclaimed affair with Donald Trump. She says the confidentiality agreement she signed with the $130,000 in hush money was null and void because Trump didn't sign it. She has currently filed a lawsuit against him. There is still talk about Trump meeting with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. We are not sure if and when this will take place, but according to the news, it could produce the greatest deal for the world or if it goes poorly, cause the two nations to be in a worse position than before. Millions have been paid to families due to police killings and recently Tulsa County settled the civil rights suit brought forward by the family of Eric Harris for six million dollars. The family hopes this will send a message that not everybody gets away with it. Three women were held hostage and then killed in a day-long standoff at a veteran's home in California. The suspect was also found dead in this heartbreaking and tragic story. The three victims worked in a counseling service for veterans suffering from PTSD. The suspect had been a client at the facility. Also, tragically, a man with a rifle went into an Alabama restaurant, opened fire, killing the owner and wounding three other people. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Wondering why am I here to make up? Swear it's a lie. 
Delighted to have with us today the know-it-all Professor Jay and our top investigator, most often instigator, P.I. Pam. I'd like to welcome the two of you to today's show. Yes, indeed, and it is a marvelous Monday. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is, and I'm delighted to be here. That's great. So about each week, I hear of another proposed policy that just doesn't seem to make sense to me. It lacks some evidence of intellectual thought. And the White House is still wanting to push forward with arming teachers. And this time, it's reported that the Trump administration is considering a policy that would execute drug dealers. When he first mentioned the idea of imposing the death penalty on drug dealers, people really didn't take him seriously because we never know really when to put merit in his words or not. But apparently he wasn't joking. Many suggest that the government should address the demand for drugs versus the supply. Trump says the government needs to do more to scare kids about the dangers of drugs to prevent them from ever trying them in the first place. So they say he's been getting briefed from countries that follow these harsh punishments for drug dealers. I just don't think that's going to work very well here. For one, we have too many people that we find later have been wrongly convicted of charges. And so until our criminal justice system is a little more solid and thorough, I'm not sure that issuing these harsh penalties for drug dealers is a good idea. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. No, it's not just you because it's very difficult to take any of his policies proposed for otherwise seriously. It's almost as if he pulls them out the cracker jack box, out of fortune cookie, or out of that uh, <laughs> claw machine where you go and grab the stuffed animals. <laughs> yes, and it's just hard with drugs because, you know, they've given out 20, 30 years sentences for weed convictions. You know, those uh-huh. people sitting in prison as we speak, you know, with big sentences, you know, for marijuana convictions. So I don't know how they're going to do that. Are they going to... Weed is slowly becoming legal in different states. Right. So are they going to let those people out? And then they're just going to... Then it has to be... If they're going to do it, they need to have across the board. They seem to have stiffer penalties in urban areas and among different uh-huh. races and their drugs. And then you got the... You know, like, say for crack cocaine, they seem to get stiffer sentences than for someone that did meth. Which, right. it, should, it has to be across the board. If you're going to do it, then make it across the board. But executing somebody for dealing drugs, especially to a grown person that wants to take it, I don't, I don't know. And so CNN reported that tens of thousands of Americans die from prescription opiate overdoses every year. And we pretty much know that. But mm-hmm. what about the fact that opiate manufacturers paid hundreds of doctors across the country six figures for, quote, speaking, consulting, et cetera, and physicians who prescribe particularly large amounts of the drugs were the most likely to be paid. So how would they factor into the equation of these harsher drug penalties? And are these physicians essentially drug dealers? I mean, if they're finding that they're prescribing these drugs in excess, 
who are they going to charge? The pharmacist for filling the prescriptions, the doctor for writing them, the patient for taking them? I mean. Yeah, it's all, it's all a big money, big money thing. You know, right. the doctors, the pharmaceutical companies, the pharmacists, you know, they put them out there. And, and the thing with pills, they are so easy to get and so easy for them to give them to you. I remember me having a back injury, and I go to a doctor. He's like, well, I want you to take these uh, hydrocodones. I want you to take them uh, four to six times a day. That's all day long. What is it? Hydrocodone four to six times a day? Yes, for my back. And then the thing is, I started taking them, and then after a while, I spent myself. I was just taking them, and nothing wasn't hurting. So I said, i got to stop this, you know. But someone that's not as, you know, I wouldn't say as strong, but someone that's kind of weak. I can see people getting strung out on pills fast because it almost happened to me because I was in so much pain. I was just popping them, popping them. And then when I wasn't in pain, I was still popping them because I had them. And he would fill them like, you, I could call him and say, you know, I'm out of these pills and wouldn't even be out. Here's another prescription. Oh, I need something stronger. I'm going to give you this. I just didn't take them. But it's just the point that these doctors, they will feed them to you like candy. Mm-hmm. Uh. Interestingly enough, there was a doctor on this end of the state in West Tennessee who was under investigation for prescribing exorbitant amounts of opioids and it was all over the news. We're still kind of waiting to see which direction this whole case moves in. But it clearly is an epidemic. And it's gone from reasonable prescriptions to, oh, my pinky hurts. Let me go on and hit you with this hydrocodone right there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh. So I'm just saying a, a big part, and we've heard the hard stories of professionals, celebrities, People who you wouldn't normally consider to succumb to drug use and drug overdoses, but here they are. And like you said, you know, it could start from a simple injury and escalate to them having easy access to these pills and taking them in abundance. And next thing you know, they, they've lost their careers, their families and everything. But that goes back to the proposal to issue the death penalty is really going to target like you said, maybe marijuana uses crack cocaine or whatever, but it needs to be something done across the board because the epidemic, as I understand it, or at least as I see it, has a lot to do with prescription pain pills. Hmm. It does, and it's ironic that where I'm from, in my neck of the woods, it has always been an issue, but as soon as it hits suburban America, then they want to start doing something about it. It's an epidemic now. It's always been an epidemic in the inner city. We've always known people that did pills or did drugs or something like that, and no one seems mm-hmm. to care. Then they would lock them up. But now there's so many rehabs you can go to. They're on, almost on every block, which is good. But why, you know, why did it take for it to hit certain areas for them to see that it was an issue? It's been an issue. Well, you're not the first one or the only one to have that opinion, and it's interesting. And actually, if you follow the facts and follow when, you know, these rehab facilities and the term epidemic and the crackdown started taking place, it was when they discovered that it predominantly was filtering into areas outside of what we would call urban or inner city areas. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
You can say we're being sensitive or whatever, but the facts are the facts when it comes to that. Okay, so speaking of drugs, there was a young lady, 20 years old, named Kaylee Muthart, who made the news a couple of weeks ago because she actually gouged her eyes out while on meth and ended up blind. So she now, (laughs) I know I don't want to laugh because that is sad. What kind of drug makes you gouge out your own eyes? Evidently, I guess so. I guess so. And she now has a GoFundMe account to raise money for a service dog and is speaking out to warn people struggling with drug use and addiction. Okay, let's Uh move because I feel a cut. Okay, you feel one coming? Okay. I feel one coming. Well, you sit on it because this next story for, that I have for the Crazy Chronicles might make it come on out. Now, this story is nutty for real, no pun intended. This woman in Ohio was eating a bag of cashews, and she felt something hard in her mouth. Chai, it was a bloody tooth, and she was so upset that she threw up two or three times, and this was in a bag of planter cashews. So she ended up going to the hospital and being treated for exposure to blood or bodily fluid. Can you imagine? Okay, so, yeah, I just threw up. All right, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) I know. You have to see the picture. I have an actual picture that Uh she shared. Yes, you have to see the picture of this that came out of her back. (laughs) You won't be able, Jay. Nope, won't be able. All right. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. trying to warn the people, let you know what to look for. I know, it's gross. It's gross. Well, that's it for this bit, and as always, I've enjoyed talking to the two of you and can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And I can't wait to tell it. And you know I'm going to say it. All right, now. Some of you may know, but I want to remind you that I also manage the connection platform of the Village of Knox. The Village of Knox is a unifying concept designed to promote the valuable integration of love and leadership all gathering exuberantly. The mission of the Village is to organize opportunities that educate, encourage, and empower the community. Villagers commit to being a positive presence in their community. For more information, visit www.thevillageofknox.com. Once again, we've come to the end. Be reminded you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues and your call may be featured on an upcoming show. The call-in number is 865-409-1170 and we look forward to hearing from you. I have joined the East Knoxville Freedom School, the Village of Knox, and the Austin East Project grad team for the Black Panther Challenge. We are raising money to send kids with limited resources to see the movie. We think it's important that kids see heroes that look like them, not to mention powerful women and scientists. Visit my webpage for the You Caring donation link. That's www.talkingwitht.com. Also make note, I'm looking to share and highlight music from rising artists. And I look forward to more submissions for T's Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business. Tune in the way you like and pick your pleasure by choosing to listen to Talking With T anytime on your time. 
on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. Look out for new shows each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. If you're looking for that one person to change your life, take a look in the mirror. Remember where you heard the word and keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking With Tea.